The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericahealth.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. C. diff, spores, and more is brought to you by Clorox Healthcare, trusted solutions for your infection prevention needs. Visit us on the web at CloroxHealthcare.com. Welcome to C. diff, spores, and more with your host, Nancy Kerala. We are here to discuss C. diff, healthcare-associated infections, and other related healthcare topics. Now, here's your host, Nancy Kerala. Welcome and thank you for joining us today on C. diff Spores and More Global Broadcasting Network. We would like to thank our sponsor, Clorox Healthcare, for making this program possible. Visit the Clorox Healthcare website to learn more about their products, keeping environments safer, cloroxhealthcare.com forward slash C. diff radio. Today we welcome our guest, James McClory, founder of the not-for-profit stool bank based within the University of Aberdeen in Scotland, here to discuss Eurobiotics CIC, supporting clinicians within the UK deliver fecal microbiota transplantation, FMT, to patients with recurrent C. difficile infections. At, at this time, I would like to welcome James McClory to the program. Welcome, James. Hello, thank you very much for having me. I'm delighted to be on the program. Oh, well, we are so happy that you are here with us today, all the way from Scotland. And <laughs> James, we're going to start right off and ask you to tell us a little bit about yourself and how you came across fecal microbiota transplantation and what spiked your interest. Absolutely. Um, well, I'm a medical student at the University of Aberdeen, which is um, at a university in the northeast of Scotland. Um, and I took some time out of my medical degree last year to, to go to Edinburgh to study another degree in, in human physiology. And over the course of my degree, uh, I came across uh, the gut microbiome um, and was fascinated by it. Um, and I came across some research in, in animals where they were giving uh, fecal transplants uh, to mice. And I found it extremely interesting. And from there... I came across uh, fecal transplantation in humans um, and was just fascinated by it. Normally with a sort of holistic medical treatment like, I guess, a stool transplant, they're not normally or don't tend to be um, associated with strong evidence. But however, I, I found the randomized controlled trial, which is the Edwin Van New paper, um, or Elf Van New paper rather, and um, decided just to, to keep researching and, and identified a uh, an unmet need for safe access to the treatment within the UK, um, and that's how we got started with Eurobiotics CIC. Well, that's just amazing, James, and we thank you for sharing that. And, and James, are you from Scotland? I am. I am very much Scottish. Yes, I was born here and lived here, and so yeah, I'm obviously I'm Scottish. That's great. So maybe you can tell us your thoughts on the fecal microbiota transplant as a treatment for recurrent C. difficile. Yeah, I think it's a, an emerging medical treatment. 
and uh, supported by really quite a large body matter of non-controlled evidence and, and two randomized controlled trials. The two randomized controlled trials provide some pretty compelling data and showing statistical superiority when compared to the comparative treatment intervention, which was uh, vancomycin, which is another, which is an antibiotic used to treat recurrent T-diff, among other things. And I'm looking at the systematic reviews and, and meta-analysis. It seems as though FNT has around about a 90% cure rate for recurrent T-diff infection um, and appears to be a short, uh, like a safe treatment in, in the short term. Um, I do think, however, there remains an unanswered unanswer question um, such as, you know, optimal route of administration, optimal school preparation protocols, and probably within the UK, we need some intensive guidance as to donor screening, as in what to screen our donors for and when. Um, but I think these questions can be answered through further well-designed randomised controlled trials, and there are loads now on clinicaltrials.gov um, that are seeking to answer these questions. I think we also need long-term trials as well to evaluate sort of long-term safety uh, prospectively. Because whilst in the short term it does appear to be very safe and, and very effective, we do need long-term trials to evaluate um, long-term safety. Yeah, we agree with you there. Um, you know, the long term is definitely something that uh, needs to be looked into. Like, you know, the, the we know that it works right now, but what's going to happen yeah. two, three years down the road? Exactly. Yeah, absolutely. I, I think I think I think you're right. And as far as I'm aware, that's not happening right now within the UK, and, and that's why I think a sort of national uh, school bank that prospectively follows up patients uh, and donors uh, over a long period of time in the region of a decade, I would hope, would actually answer those questions definitively. Um, and that's one of the needs, uh, the unmet needs that I identified and hope to seek solve with the, the not-for-profit. Exactly. We look forward to reading that paper from you. <laughs> yes, I look forward to reading it in 10 years' time. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Well, maybe you can tell us the treatments that are currently available in the UK today for patients that are dealing with recurrent C. diff. Yeah, sure. Um, so I, I can speak. The, the guidance is pretty much identical for Scotland uh, and England and Wales. In, in England, uh, the guidance is created by Public Health England, and it was Professor Mark Wilcox uh, who wrote the guidance, and I know he's on your advisory board. And so up until relatively recently, we only had metronidazole and vancomycin. However, in 2012, we had um, European marketing authorization for fidaxomycin, also known as Tifacid. So for severe, you, you really, I think, in the UK, for severe recurrent T-diff, and we have vancomycin, fidaxomycin, and now um, potentially fecal microbiota transplantation for recurrent T-diff infection. Um, we also have IV immunoglobulin, and um, if patients have sort of worsening signs, uh, especially with a, a protein in the blood called albumin, and um, uh, but they remain that's I guess the standard of care for recurrence: fidaxomycin, vancomycin, uh, IV immunoglobulin, or fecal transplantation. Okay, well, I like the algorithm. It sounds good to me. And um, yeah, I James, a well-designed algorithm. Yeah, exactly. Well, maybe you can tell us how many new cases are diagnosed uh, in the UK each year and the average age uh, of the new cases being diagnosed? Yeah, sure. So in 2014, we had 16,822 reported cases of C. difficult infection in the UK. 1,710 of these were in Scotland. 
And I don't have a definitive answer to the average age, but the, I can tell the majority of cases occur in people over 75 years old with the highest incidence in people over 85 years old. And we see round about 300 cases per 100,000 of the population uh, for people over 85 years old. Okay, and James, what about community-acquired C. diff infections versus the healthcare-associated infections in the UK? Yeah, that's something I believe Public Health England um, and other governing bodies are, are looking at um, with interest. I think the last commentary published by Public Health England suggested that there was an increase in proportion of infections um, that uh, weren't traditionally defined as hospital onset. So I think perhaps we are seeing more community-acquired community C. diff. Um, however, I don't have any figures uh, off the top of my head. Okay. And do you have uh, any statistics on how many deaths are linked directly to or involved with C. diff infections? Yeah. I, I think that we see around about 10% of the total incidents. In 2012, there were 1,646 case, uh, deaths in England and Wales. In 2014, we saw around about 39 deaths in Scotland and 111 in Wales. And I should I should say that um, in comparison to 2007-2008, which is when we had our peak incidents and deaths, we really have done a very good job in the UK um, of reducing the incidents uh, and the deaths that are directly attributable to see death infection. And that's through really, really good, uh, or better rather, antimicrobial stewardship uh, and campaigns uh, involving cleaning your hands, etc. within the hospital. So I think we've done a really good job. Yes, you have a lot more, a lot less deaths uh, occurring in the UK that are directly linked or involved with C. diff infections versus over here in the States. Yes, that's right. Yeah. 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 Well, James, we are going to pause here for a commercial break. And when we return, we will continue learning more about Eurobiotics CIC with its founder, James McClory. Stay tuned. We'll be right back after these important messages. We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network live wherever you go on iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network wherever you go. In addition to listening live, you can check out information about your favorite talk show hosts, discover new talk show personalities, add shows to your list of favorites, and listen to all our show archives on demand. All from your iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market, and get ready to tune in. The Voice America mobile app, powered by Aircast. The C. diff Foundation offers global community support sessions. C. diff can affect anyone at any age at any location in the world. Receive support from topic experts sharing information on nutrition, mental health, C. difficile prevention, treatments, and environmental safety, as well as learn about upcoming events, teleconferences, and support sessions. To register for a session, call the C. diff Foundation at 1-844-4C-DIFF. 1-844-367-2343 or visit us on the web at cdifffoundation.org. Support is just a phone call or mouse click away. 
The root causes of disease can be better prevented and cured using an integration of modern medicine and holistic healing techniques. Become educated by tuning in to Generation Regeneration with Sandra Guy Malhotra. Conventional medicine does have its place, but it should not be the only course of action. It's all about regenerating and healing our whole selves through better choices in lifestyle, foods, spiritual connection, and stress management. Tune in every Tuesday at noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Because C. difficile lives on surfaces for weeks, because it infects nearly 500,000 Americans yearly, you need disinfectants you can trust. Clorox Healthcare bleach products, cited by more studies to kill C. diff than any other products. EPA registered to kill C. diff in as fast as three minutes. Trusted disinfectants to kill C. diff spores in hospitals, because even one C. diff infection is too many. Learn more at CloroxHealthcare.com. Have you done any of these things today? Exited a restroom? Entered and exited a patient's room? Visited a doctor's office? Have you done this today? washed your hands. Hand washing remains the single most important task of the day. It takes soap, water, a minimum of 30 seconds, and a clean dry towel to turn off faucets and dry hands to stop giving germs a free ride. Keep safe from germs worldwide. Hand washing, number one in infection prevention. For additional information on hand washing instructions, visit cdifffoundation.org. Find out what's happening on the Voice America Talk Radio Network by keeping up with us on Twitter. You can find us at Voice America TRN. You are listening to C. diff, spores, and more. If you have a question, please send an email to info at cdifffoundation.org. Now, back to our program. Here again is your host, Nancy Kerala. Welcome back to C. Diff Spores and More, and we welcome our listeners joining us today. It's a pleasure to reintroduce James McClory, the founder of Eurobiotics CIC, back to the program with us. Welcome back, James. Hello. Thank you very much for welcoming me back. Oh, you're very welcome. We're just so glad you're still here with us. Um, before break, we were discussing the treatments that are available in the UK, and at this time, um, that are available to treat to see different infections. Let's talk more about Eurobiotics, James. What exactly does Eurobiotics do, and when did it begin? Okay, so Eurobiotics uh, was founded in November 2014, um, after... Um, some medical students at the University of Aberdeen uh, identified an unmet need for safe access to the procedure, fecal transplantation, that is, within the UK. So we established the organization um, with intentions of creating a, a, a bank of pre-screened, ready-to-use fecal transplant preparations um, regulated through our uh, regulatory agency, which is the MHRA, um, that supplies high-quality and safe and tested transplant preparations to clinicians uh, and doctors working in the National Health Service. And we also have a number of uh, research objectives and have established research collaborations with the University of Aberdeen and the gastrointestinal department and also the University of Dundee um, bioengineering department. And we're, do- we're doing another, a number of collaborative projects and with a variety of stakeholders. Okay, that's great. So are they the ones who are involved with in the organization? 
So within the organisation, um, there's myself that's leading it, um, and I'm supported by uh, an organisation called the Royal Society of Edinburgh um, through a fellowship, which is funding me to continue the work I'm doing uh, with the non-profit. Um, there's also um, someone sitting on the board uh, as a chairman um, who's been chief executive of a number of uh, large healthcare organisations down south in England who's providing some, some governance uh, and fear um, for our, our strategy. Um, and we've also got um, an advisory board of six clinicians now um, and researchers who sit independently and, and provide us with advice uh, and go through our standard operating procedures, donor testing protocols, um, and things like that. So we're, we're quite well established now um, with a good team um, and a very good set of advisors who are, are guiding the company. Exactly. Congratulations on that. It sounds very well organized. Thank you very much. It's very nice of you. Oh, no, that's just the truth, and that is. And But we want to also know, what are the challenges that are you're experiencing with Eurobiotech CIC today? Well, I think the, the biggest challenge um, we face uh, as a not-for-profit is uh, funding. And we can't raise, or rather find it more difficult to raise um, money from your traditional kind of investors because, they're looking for top-tier financial returns in their investment, and, and that's not something we can offer these people. I mean, the reason we exist is to support uh, the community of people that are suffering from C. diff and support our National Health Service. Um, the National Health Service, uh, as I'm sure you're aware, Nancy, is really a, a fantastic thing, um, and, and, and it was established on the ideal that anyone, um, regardless of wealth, could get um, free care and, and there's amazing people working all around the country to, to deliver excellent patient care. Um, but unfortunately, however, the NHS is under ever-increasing uh, financial constraints. Um, and I think that um, not-for-profits like ours can really support our NHS in terms of um, supporting them, provide great care to patients, and also help them uh, save money. And, and that was my ambition with, with Eurobiotics. And that, unfortunately, however, is not um, what all investors want to hear. They want to hear about um, maximum financial return. So we're, we're, we're not struggling for funding, but it's been more difficult, and I would say that's been the biggest challenge so far. Well, and, you know, it'll it'll all come together, but you you have positive ambitions, and, the, and all for the right reasons, and, and we commend you on that because our associates also in the U.K., when we were explaining to them that how much it cost in the, U, in the United States to um, treat a C. difficile infection and the strain it has put upon our medical industry was um, yeah. they were they were just you know completely surprised because uh, you do have the NHS who is a a great you know healthcare supporter so you it's very yeah. nice that you have that uh huh. Well, I agree. Yep. I think the NHS is an absolutely marvelous thing. It's fantastic. Yes, and and you know we wish them continued growth and and strength as the uh, days go on and the and the infections grow and are becoming more and more challenging to treat, as you know. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. So, what were there ch- were there challenges upon developing your nonprofit organization there? Well, as much of it was our first or well, my first. Um, sort of business venture, there were, of course, challenges I had to really learn a lot very quickly and assimilate a lot of information about something I didn't really know much about. 
Um, but I'd say now, you know, being you know, 18, 19 months in, I'm, I'm pretty well versed with, with what one has to do to, to run an organisation. And I've kind of grown and, and matured into the role. Um, but as with any company, we face challenges um, all the time. Um, but that's just completely normal. And we've got a good team of people that can sit down, uh, discuss things and, and re-strategize um, when we do come up against challenges. Exactly. And James, will Eurobiotics be collecting data from patients and their donors? Certainly, yes, I, be- I believe so. Um, now, whether that's through a, a sort of clinical trial setting or not remains to be seen. Um, however, of course, we'll be collecting data from donors with their consent. Uh, and if the patient's consent and if the patient's uh, doctor's uh, consent and believe it's a good idea, then yes, I think that's very, very important, collecting data uh, and prospectively, long-term, following up patients and donors uh, to evaluate long-term safety. Because, as you know, the field very much is, is in its infancy um, and, and we need to contribute to, to this fast-growing uh, field of medicine and science. Right. And are you going to be utilizing the same handful of donors? Yes. I think that's very important. Yes. That's great. And maybe you can explain to our listeners how a fecal microbiota transplant is regulated in the UK. Yeah, it's quite complicated. (laughs) But essentially, we have an organization called the Medicines and Healthcare Regulatory Agency, MHRA. And I would consider them to be analogous to the FDA in America, which I'm sure you're very familiar with. So as with the FDA, the MHRA, I believe, um, that um, FNT is classified as a medicinal product or a, a, a sort of a drug, a drug rather than a tissue. Um, and at the moment, they've declared that it would be regulated as an unlicensed medicine, something called special, uh, rather than a, a fully licensed medicine. Um, so until a company, um, I guess, like Ceres or Rebiotics in America, decides to try to take a, a microbiota-based product through the regulatory pathway and through a full marketing authorization and a clinical trial, it will remain as an unlicensed medicine um, and, and it will go through something called the specials pathway. Okay. And any sense at all. Yeah, it kind of does, <laughs> believe it or not. But um, yeah. another thing, James, is how many centers offer fecal microbiota transplants in the UK at this time? Yeah, I mean, that's, a, that's actually a difficult question to answer because we don't have any uh, hub that collects data on that. Um, a recent editorial published in the British Medical Journal um, authored by two people uh, called Tim Spector and Rob Knight suggested that there are only around about seven centres, including one private centre, um, which I believe is the Taymount or Taymont Clinic. Um, my own personal research suggests that, that, that there's more than seven centres um, I can't put a definite figure on it, but there certainly is increasing demand for FMT within the UK in light of the growing body of evidence supporting its effectiveness. Um, and also because tobacco is, is really uh, quite an expensive uh, drug. Um, and obviously as a, as a National Health Service funded by the public, um, there are financial constraints. Um, and if FMT provides incremental cost savings, then it may well be um, uh, economically and functionally and um, a good idea to, to perform an FMT in the currency death. Okay. And do you see FMT as being a long-term treatment solution for the recurrent C. Def? I think eventually the way the field's going is we'll be moving into a sort of defined consortium of bacteria, and that, and, and that in itself is much easier to, to regulate. 
So I, I don't know. I don't know what you mean by uh, long term. I don't. I don't know how long FMT will be a treatment option for. But at the present time, it does seem to be a very effective treatment option, um, and we exist or Eurobiotics exists rather to support clinicians uh, as long as they feel like it's a good treatment option for recurrent C. diff. Uh, as the scientific literature uh, improves and expands, then we'll be better placed to answer that question uh, in years to come. Exactly. It's one day at a time, right? Definitely, yeah, I would say so. I think we just need to focus on making it as safe as possible right now. Um, and then as the research and as the big companies like Ceres um, progress their, their candidate drugs and progress in scientific research, then um, we can make uh, evaluations as and when they become licensed and regulated. Exactly. Well, James, we thank you so much for sharing this important information with our global listeners today. Before pausing for a commercial break on behalf of the members of the CJF Foundation, we would like to extend our gratitude to Clorox Healthcare, Ceres Therapeutics, Rebiotics, Tomi Environmental Solutions, Steramist, and Summit Therapeutics for being platinum sponsors of the fourth annual International Raising CJF Awareness Conference and Health Expo, taking place on September 20th in Atlanta, Georgia. We would also like to thank all of the companies for being a sponsor and for participating at this year's annual conference. We look forward to meeting everyone on September 20th in Atlanta. And now for a commercial break. And when we return, we will learn more about Eurobiotic CIC with its founder, James McClory. Stay tuned. We'll be right back after these important messages. We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network live wherever you go on iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. Join us on September 20th in Atlanta, Georgia for the 4th Annual International Raising C. diff Awareness Conference and Health Expo. Visit the C. diff Foundation website at cdifffoundation.org for event details or contact the C. diff Foundation at 919-201-1512 for additional information. Again, the website is cdifffoundation.org. We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network wherever you go. In addition to listening live, you can check out information about your favorite talk show hosts, discover new talk show personalities, add shows to your list of favorites, and listen to all our show archives on demand. All from your iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market, and get ready to tune in. The Voice America mobile app, powered by Aircast. Because C. difficile lives on surfaces for weeks, because it infects nearly 500,000 Americans yearly, you need disinfectants you can trust. Clorox Healthcare bleach products, cited by more studies to kill C. diff than any other products, EPA registered to kill C. diff in as fast as three minutes, trusted disinfectants to kill C. diff spores in hospitals, because even one C. diff infection is too many. Learn more at CloroxHealthcare.com. Have you done any of these things today? Exited a restroom? Entered and exited a patient's room? Visited a doctor's office? Have you done this today? Washed your hands? Hand washing remains the single most important task of the day. It takes soap, water, a minimum of 30 seconds, and a clean dry towel to turn off faucets and dry hands to stop giving germs a free ride. 
Keep safe from germs worldwide. Hand washing. Number one in infection prevention. For additional information on hand washing instructions, visit cdifffoundation.org. Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. You are listening to C. diff spores and more. If you have a question, please send an email to info at cdifffoundation.org. Now back to our program. Here again is your host, Nancy Kerala. Welcome back to C. diff spores and more global broadcasting network. We welcome our listeners joining us today. And it's a pleasure to reintroduce James McClory, founder of Eurobiotics CIC. Welcome back, James, all the way from Scotland. Hello, yep, it is a lovely sunny day in Scotland, I have to say. We don't get many, but today was a lovely sunny day, so I'm pleased to be on the line. We're so glad, and we're glad that the sun's shining on your side of the pond and that you're doing this great show with us, and thank you so much for joining us. Thanks so much for having me. Okay, well, James, we want to know, do you have a long-term vision for Eurobiotics? Yes, and, and, you know, I think... We want to fully supply the needs of all hospitals and clinical units within the UK um, with safe and effective fecal transplant preparations for FMT. And we want to support our NHS that we're very proud of. We want to support the clinicians working in the NHS. uh, And we want to really expand access to this treatment for the patient that desperately need it. And long term, we have a number of sort of very interesting research collaborations ongoing right now with the variety of different organizations. Um, and I think that the results from these collaborations will really make a positive impact into the field. Um, so, yeah, I'm really excited for what, with, with what we're doing. I think it's a really exciting uh, field of science, human microbiome. It's very fast-moving. It's great. Uh, and I'm just really proud to be part of an organization that's going to be contributing to such an exciting field. Well, that's great. And we're really excited for you too, uh, James. And, you know, would, if you wouldn't mind mentioning the government agencies Eurobiotics is working with and collaborating with on efficacy and patient safety, we'd appreciate that. So as I mentioned, uh, we'll be working with the Medicines and Healthcare Regulatory Agency, uh, the NHRA. And in terms of patient safety, all of our donor testing will be outsourced to a third-party laboratory, which is the same laboratory as our NHS hospitals use. Um, in terms of patient safety, again, we have an independent scientific and medical advisory board that oversees all of our standard operating procedures and donor testing protocols. We also will be hosting uh, next month in the Royal Society of Edinburgh a sort of a clinician, mini clinician conference where I'm, I've tried to get together all of the sort of key opinion leaders that are performing fecal transplantation together in a room so we can discuss uh, thoughts on consensus guidance and thoughts about uh, the treatment uh, preparations that we're going to be providing. And and in line with that, we do have a a fantastic network now of of clinical champions and supporting the project uh, who we're collaborating with closely um, with regards to patient safety uh, and eventually treatment efficacy as well once we start supplying with people. Well, that's outstanding, and congratulations on arranging all of that, including, um, you know, uh, creating a, a meeting of the minds that will uh, outline all of this. That's really great. 
Yeah, it's really exciting as a medical student to be um, surrounded by all these, these really impressive doctors. And it's one of the things I've enjoyed most, actually, uh, over my last sort of couple of years uh, leading up to the biotics and being able to engage with these people um, uh, so frequently. It's just, it's really good. And it's really inspired me, actually, in terms of my own career progression. It is. It's a fantastic network. And it's really great that you've done all this and, and how fast your accomplishments are coming to fruition. Really, it's really excellent. Thank you. Thanks. You're welcome. James, are you conducting research with the FMT or only providing donor material to treat the C. diff, uh, C. diff infections at this time? So at the present time, we uh, are not providing any treatment preparations yet. We are going through the regulatory process, and that involves um, some um, scientific research collaborations with um, a variety of organisations to make sure that uh, the treatments we're providing are stable and, and safe. Um, but yes, indeed, we will definitely be conducting FMT research in partnership with the wide variety of organisations, and we will be doing some uh, in-house as well in the company, definitely. Okay. Well, that's good, that's good to know for everybody. And um, also... James, are you implementing antimicrobial stewardship there? Yes, so we've got a couple of um, exciting projects actually up and coming. One of them um, is potentially going to be a C. diff and FMT uh, film, um, which we could show in in um, sort of waiting rooms and um, when people are waiting in air patients and GP practices to sort of promote um, antibiotic resistance as really being a big problem. I mean, tomorrow we're attending an event at the Royal Society of Edinburgh where the Chief Medical Officer um, from the UK is going to be there. Again, it's an event about antimicrobial resistance and I'll be really promoting antimicrobial stewardship. It's being a very important thing. And we're also looking at uh, developing a a game that uh, children can play um, in schools uh, and to sort of develop a better understanding about, um, you know, why antibiotics aren't effective for viruses and how we can do more um, as a population um, to, to sort of um, be more careful with uh, taking antibiotics. So we've got a, I think it's so important and we do have a lot of objectives and we will definitely be implementing antimicrobial stewardship. Yeah. That's fantastic. James, if you wouldn't mind just repeating, it, it, I, I didn't understand what you said. There was a meeting coming up in Edinburgh. Um, Edinburgh. Can you repeat yes. the, the name of the conference again or the meeting? Yes, well, it's, it's tomorrow. Um, and it's at the Royal Society of Edinburgh um, and it's an antimicrobial resistance uh, conference um, and the chief medical officer for the entirety of England um, will be there um, giving a keynote presentation so it should be a great, great event Wonderful, it sounds like it and we look forward to hearing more about that too and James, do you have any plans after graduating from the University of Aberdeen at this time? Yeah, I think I think my plans are, and um, if Eurobiotics um, is still doing well, then and I'll be working Eurobiotics and furthering um, my medical career as well. That's my plan. Okay, well, that's great. You already know where you're going. And yeah. What, yeah, really. What role do you think the microbiome plays in our general health? Yeah, I think that's a, a very interesting question. Um, and I think we're just really scratching the surface of fully understanding what role the microbiome does play. I mean, we know it's very important in terms of 
um, immuno, immune responses. Um, and we have correlated, I guess, what's called dysbiosis, which is a sort of um, imbalance of bacteria in the gut with a wide variety of conditions, such as obesity, uh, inflammatory bowel disease. And I think we're really just, like, as I said, scratching the surface. And as the field develops and, and as more research comes through, we'll be able to better understand just how important the role it does play. And then most excitingly, we'll understand how to manipulate the microbiome in order to confer better health and to treat uh, microbiome-mediated conditions. Super, super exciting. Yes, it is. And, and like you said, we're just scratching the surface there. Yeah, we are all very much so, yes, absolutely. But the field is moving very quickly and the cost of doing sequence analysis um, is, is falling as well dramatically. So there's going to be some amazing scientific research coming out from all over the world over the next decade. And uh, as I said many times, I'm just really excited to be a part of it uh, and to be involved in the field. Exactly. And um, while you were saying you're involved in that, it, are you involved in any other projects right now with the University of Aberdeen? Yeah, I am. Um, I'm involved in a number of projects. And um, so first of all, I'm involved in a sort of pre-spinner company that's, that's uh, developed a new method to produce uh, monoclonal antibodies um, to difficult targets um, associated with cancer. So I'm, I'm very excited about that. And we're just developing an intellectual prop- property portfolio um, for that company. And then we'll be raising finance for that. And I'm also really interested in um, sort of citizen science and um, promoting science in general through easy-to-understand education. And so I've been uh, organizing a sort of something called a hackathon, which is um, basically an event where um, developers that, that develop and, and code uh, programs for computers and, and, and phones in terms of apps get together with um, scientists and, and entrepreneurs and we try to solve problems through technology. And I'm looking at setting up the first um, healthcare-associated hackathon in Scotland. So I'm involved with a, a number of things, um, but those are the two most exciting ones, I guess. Yeah, that sounds really, really interesting, too. Mm-hmm. Now, Thank you. James, will any of this information be available on your website? Yes, certainly. Yeah, as and when, I mean, we regularly update our blog uh, on the website, and so we'll be posting uh, any information on there. Um, and with regards to press releases as well, we'll be announcing some things shortly um, on the new section of our website, which is just being developed. Okay, and do you have the web address available you can share with our listeners? Sure, yeah. It's www.eurobiotex.org. You can find information there. That's fantastic. And James, which companies spike your interest at the moment? Well, I'm always very interested in what Open Biome are doing. And um, I've spoken to those um, guys quite regularly, actually. Um, and I think they're doing a lot of good stuff. Series Therapeutics, of course, um, very exciting company. Um, I'm awaiting the results of their phase two um, with SER 109. Um, um, which I'm sure will be successful. I think that they're, they're doing a good job. Rebiotics as well um, are doing some very interesting things. And there's a couple of other interesting startups 
um, and venture capital back companies that I'm interested in. One of them is MAET Pharma. They're based in Paris, in France, or maybe it's Lyon, I can't remember. And then there's another company called Enterome, which is really interesting. That's a French company. And then, um, yeah, there's, there's loads. I could go on and on, but those are the ones that really uh, I, I focus on the most and keep up to date with. Fantastic. And yes, they all have a great deal of information and products to offer to the CDF community. Absolutely. And of course, there is Summit um, as well, which, which has an office in, in England, I believe. Um, and they're developing a, a novel antibiotic um, for CDF, as you know. So they're quite exciting too. Exactly. Well, I appreciate you sharing all of this information with our listeners. Right now, James, we are going to pause for a commercial break. And when we return, we will continue learning more about Eurobiotics CIC with its founder, James McClory. Please stay tuned. We'll be right back after these messages. Get the news on our shows and other happenings by following us on Twitter. Find us at VoiceAmericaTRN or Twitter.com forward slash VoiceAmericaTRN. To help support the CDF Foundation, please visit our website, cdifffoundation.org forward slash donate or call toll free 1 844 4 CDF. That's 1 844 367 2343. Join us in our fight against C. diff and help us continue our mission of educating and advocating for C. diff infection prevention, treatments, and environmental safety worldwide. Through your continued support, we can continue raising C. diff awareness and help save lives. Donate today. Visit cdifffoundation.org. Thank you. Because C. difficile lives on surfaces for weeks, because it infects nearly 500,000 Americans yearly, you need disinfectants you can trust. Clorox Healthcare bleach products, cited by more studies to kill C. diff than any other products, EPA registered to kill C. diff in as fast as three minutes, trusted disinfectants to kill C. diff spores in hospitals, because even one C. diff infection is too many. Learn more at CloroxHealthcare.com. Have you done any of these things today? Exited a restroom? Entered and exited a patient's room? Visited a doctor's office? Have you done this today? Washed your hands? Hand washing remains the single most important task of the day. It takes soap, water, a minimum of 30 seconds, and a clean dry towel to turn off faucets and dry hands to stop giving germs a free ride. Keep safe from germs worldwide. Hand washing. Number one in infection prevention. For additional information on hand-washing instructions, visit cdifffoundation.org. Your favorite Voice America Talk Radio Network shows and hosts are in your car, outdoors, and wherever you need them to be. Listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. You are listening to C. diff, spores, and more. If you have a question, please send an email to info at cdifffoundation.org. Now, back to our program. Here again is your host, Nancy Kerala. 
Welcome back to CDF Sports and more global broadcasting network. And we welcome our listeners joining us today. It's a pleasure to reintroduce James McLaurie, founder of Eurobiotech CIC, to the program. Welcome back, James. Hello. Thanks very much. You are so welcome. Thanks for being here with us. And James, before we close this program today, would you like to share any closing comments with our global listeners? Well, first of all, I'd just like to say thanks very much for having me on the program. Um, it's been really, really uh, very interesting, and I've really, really enjoyed it. And um, I guess to close, um, I guess I'd just like to reiterate um, what we've spoken about over the course of the program today. And as you know, you know, hospitals are places where people go and, and they expect to be given medicine and, and feel better. And, and unfortunately, that doesn't happen all the time and some people acquire hospital-acquired infections, um, which C. diff is, is the most common cause of hospital-associated diarrhea uh, in the UK. So it is a big problem for us. And, you know, we see around about 16 to 17,000 cases every year in the UK First-line treatment involves rehydration um, and metronidazole, um, and recurrences are tend to be treated with vancomycin or fibaxomycin. We're seeing an increase in demand across the medical community for fecal transplantation. But at the present time in the UK, um, there is no national donor registry and there is no uh, national stool bank that distributes uh, fecal transplant preparations um, across all the centres of the UK. So having identified that um, as a medical student, I, I thought that, you know, we really we could do better. Um, and I established the not-for-profit organization, Neurobiotics CIC, with a vision to really supply the needs of all hospitals and clinical units with safe and effective people transplant preparations for the procedure. And, and we exist to support our NHS. Um, we're a startup, not-for-profit. And um, if you want to keep up to date with what we're doing, you can follow us. On Twitter, we are at Eurobiotics, E-U-R-O-B-I-O-T-I-X. You can keep up to date on our blog. Um, and if you want to send us an email to get in touch, please send an email at info at Eurobiotics.org. We'd be really happy to hear from you, especially if you're actively involved um, with C. disinfection or fecal transplantation or any microbiome modulating therapy anywhere around the world. It would be great to hear from you. Um, so, yeah, that, I think that will be my closing remarks. Um, once again, thank you so much for having me on the program. Um, and I, I'm just so excited um, with where the field's going. I think there's some really, really tremendous companies uh, in this field doing some very, very interesting things. Um, and I'm looking forward to seeing uh, what the next five years holds. Um, and I think we're going to see some really... Uh, improve patient care and um, for, for patients with death. Exactly. And James, we thank you so much for sharing your time with us this week also. And I believe that uh, within the next five years, the, uh, we're going to see another change in the landscape of C. difficile, not only the prevention, but the treatments uh, and, you know, the environmental safety products too. So you are part of the C. diff community, and we greatly appreciate you all of your ambitions and your projected um, outcomes and the positive results for your company. We thank you so much for that. Absolutely. Uh, we're, we're really excited. Um, and uh, I think, you know, we, we are doing well in the UK in terms of antimicrobial stewardship. We're doing well in terms of keeping our C. diff infections low. 
Um, um, but there is definitely a need uh, for safe access to fecal transplants, um, and we hope to meet that need uh, as a not-for-profit that exists to serve the community. Exactly. Well, we are thanking you again, James, and for um, sharing all the Eurobiotech CIC information with our global listeners today. Um, that's it for this program for today, and we thank you for being our guest. And we stay tuned for next week's uh, episode where we will be discussing um, Seal Shield and uh, their environmental safety products. Join us every Tuesday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time, 1 p.m. Eastern Time, as we discuss up-to-date information with topic experts and with company professionals who are focused on C. difficile infection prevention, treatments, and environmental safety products, and much more. Once again, we thank our official sponsor, Clorox Healthcare, for making this program possible. Visit their website, cloroxhealthcare.com, com forward slash C. diff radio. We send out our get well wishes to all the patients being treated and recovering from a C. diff infection and all wellness draining illnesses all across the globe. I'm your host, Nancy Corrala, and until next week, none of us can do this alone. All of us can do this together. Thank you so much again for joining us this week, and we wish you a good day. On Therapeutic Approach to Growth, host Brooke Wagner showcases topics and experts that are of interest to the special needs community. You'll learn about advances in treatment, challenges, and solutions, as well as how to build and maintain trusting relationships with these amazing individuals who can teach us so much about ourselves in ways we never knew. Tune in to Therapeutic Approach to Growth live every Tuesday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time, 2 p.m. Eastern Time on Voice America Health & Wellness. The root causes of disease can be better prevented and cured using an integration of modern medicine and holistic healing techniques. Become educated by tuning in to Generation Regeneration with Sandra Guy Malhotra. Conventional medicine does have its place, but it should not be the only course of action. It's all about regenerating and healing our whole selves through better choices in lifestyle, foods, spiritual connection, and stress management. Tune in every Tuesday at noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern, on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Thank you for tuning in this week for C. diff, spores, and more. Be sure to join your host, Nancy Kerala, again next Tuesday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time. That's 1 p.m. Eastern Time for another edition of our program on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. None of us can do this alone. All of us can do this together. C. diff, spores, and more is brought to you by Clorox Healthcare, trusted solutions for your infection prevention needs. Visit us on the web at cloroxhealthcare.com. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericahealth.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.